What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast. This is episode 315. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm pleasantly surprised with Adam. <laughs> Some guys, I, guys, I shit on this movie. You sure lot. did. <laughs> I mean, um, I wasn't going to bring anything up, but... Since you did... We'll talk about it. <laughs> I did. So how I was did. it? A bunch of people sitting around the table trying to make each other laugh. I uh, I went in wanting to hate it. It's it's fucking. Is his name Chris Pine? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Chris Pine, dude. You can't hate that guy. You it's really can't. You can't hate him. Yeah, so I, I would say. Which don't get me wrong, the whole cast did a great job. Even though uh, he, family, he, but yeah, but he he carried that movie. He did. Oh yeah. It. <clears throat> whenever they announced like a D and D, you know, to after playing it and everything, kind of being involved with it for, because I, I mean, I've been playing it off and on for like five years at this point, almost. Yeah. So. So it's like, okay, it's simple, right? Like you set the world up, you have people, you have them go like on basically missions, fetch quests, whatever. And it's just their experience. Like write it as goofy as you can, because like, and let the seriousness still shine through, but you could still write it and make it to where people are having fun and having a good time. Because at the end of the day, like regardless of how, serious like a campaign can be or anything like that it's all about having a good time and it's like if they could capture that in a bottle and i feel like that they, they did. did man like the mpc that helped him get the helmet yeah when he the, walked the away it's like, there he goes what's he gonna do dude right over that, it. Pa- that paladin was awesome he was i like when he was like i can hear every word you said yeah and he's like i hate you and he smiled yeah, that was funny. You know, but to to touch on the humor and the fun aspect, uh, part of me didn't want that, and I think that was part of the reason why I was like, "Man, fuck this," because yeah, but D and D, what D and D's like, at least when we I, play, I, and, and I understand that, but D and D has such a like such a big like like scope to it there's so much because the i'll put it this way one of the things that i didn't like about the movie or that that kind of put me off is that they always name dropped so much more like stuff that we never got to see more interesting places and things that we didn't you know they didn't even bother with it they just did it just to be like oh yeah guys we're in the D &D universe yeah we're yeah we're in faerun and we're in the forgotten hey, look at our yeah look at our map yep that's Icewind Dale. yeah and you know the neverwinter thing <clears throat> uh which i mean i know that was brought up a lot and i feel like they definitely were like if people are, are going to be familiar with playing the game more people will be familiar with that mmo than you know right. as far as like modern you know yeah. youngsters and stuff i know that a lot of older People probably went and watched this too that played D and D when they were teenagers as well, and uh, I was surprised that the humor wasn't like I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was it was well executed, and I guess it, it just calls back to the performances. Yeah, 
Well, and the thing here, here's how I'll explain like the D and D stuff. It's like, and we, this is kind of relevant to like conversations that we've been having, like non pod and Trav. It's like the other day, you know, I was talking cause I'm, I've been doing the audio thing of the dark tower and you're like the, the dark tower movie is sprinkled with references to the dark tower and other things. And me not having any real experience in that universe didn't pick up on any of those. And that is, is, yeah, that's exactly what I feel like a, a, a chunk of this movie is. Yeah, because, you know, they, they reference Baldur's Gate, they reference, you know, all of this stuff to kind of like as little like drop-ins in there for the people that have like played or even are familiar enough with like the campaign settings and all that kind of stuff. And um, I like how they did it, but they did it, it wasn't I think it it's, it's I think it's it's respect to the fact that the IP stretches multiple media. Yes. I think that was executed about as about as good as one could get with a film. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And and I like those little droppings and stuff here and there because it is. It's like, you know, you have all these different like campaign books and years and years and years of like all of this stuff that's happened. And it's like they put that stuff in there for those people. But if you're not part of this world, if you're just a, a movie watcher and you're saying, oh, it's got dragons and magic and all this stuff, absolutely could sit down and watch it and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't lean too heavily into the D&D stuff, if that makes sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the little the little tidbits that you pick up were like where he's casting the illusion. You know, Chris Pratt comes comes gallivanting through there with his with his loot and all that stuff and he's singing and like he gets that his foot stuck. Yeah, oh, he dude, gets, yeah. And he starts breaking his concentration because illusions you have to concentrate on in the game. Yeah. And he's he stealing starts... our bits and bulbs. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, well considering when that scene happens, man, let's let's roll it back to the start because I, I this is one of those few movies, I think, where there's a lot of scenes that are really kind of cool to point out with like Yeah. Because uh, the the build up, you know, the build up to the, I gotta say maybe what the first hour, yeah, uh, is, is our is introducing everyone. Yeah, I would um, say probably the first forty five minutes. So the Jonathan thing was that was fucking genius. The, the book oh end of God. that was was beautiful. Yeah, they're like, is Jonathan going to be here? We he really needs to hear. I don't want to recap like his whole thing. And as oh, soon as he walks in, he's, like, the window, dude. he's like, "You've been pardoned." Like, <laughs> I always love those little. I always love those little moments when they that not just in this movie but in other ones where they'll be in a flashback and yeah. they'll cut to you know what they're saying in person, but like you'll see them do it in the scene. Yeah. I love how they did that with him too. Like he's talking to the person, then he just kind of looks off and goes, "I, I really need jo- Jonathan here right now." Yeah. Like he's kind of the person that this is going to appeal to the yeah. most. Well, then he backtracks, <laughs> and they're like, "You're stalling." Yeah, yeah. okay. You've already said this part already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was great, man. Like it, that that was great. I do like the uh, the relationship that they all had. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, they're they're all you know they're all friendly to each other, and like most of the party is like have done stuff in the past. You get the one like newer character with the druid, 
which I thought that they did a fucking incredible job with like showing what a druid is capable of doing. You know what I mean? That whole chase sequence oh, of I like thought, I thought I thought she said she was a tiefling. Yeah, she's a she's a tiefling druid. So it'd be like her race and her class, basically. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um I like yeah. But that that was actually the sequence I wanted to cut to next, man. Was like that was that was really, really awesome. Yeah. Um Owlbear. Yeah, the Owlbear thing was fucking awesome, right? <laughs> I like um, how she hulked out at the end. So, like, the time stop, though. I know we're kind of bouncing back and forth, but we're still within the same 20, 25 minutes of the film. But the uh, the explanation of them actually getting in, the, you know, getting arrested and everything, uh, wasn't expecting, I don't know why, but for some reason I completely forgot that Hugh Grant was even in this film. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, but, you know. <laughs> but, how, but how wild was the way the time stop worked? How it just was a bubble, and if you get caught in it, like, yeah, it just froze you. you. Know? Yeah, like there, there was a lot to love, man. And a that lot. the the damn uh, the red witch, man, or red bitch, as I like to think of her. You know? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Um, that that woman just had a face that made you just want to be like, dude, I, I want to hire another woman to hit you. Like, <laughs> I was hoping Michelle Rodriguez's character would just beat the pulp out of her. I mean, <laughs> I, I was expecting at any point for pins to start coming out of her head and her start fucking getting chains drawn into the matter. You know what I mean? She's very pinheady. So, I didn't expect though uh, Bradley Cooper to show up. Yeah, as right? a as a halfling, dude, that was so fun. And then her her having a thing for halflings, like the, you know, the most hilarious. polite halfling on planet Earth, too. Yeah, like, like you know, he was like, "You hurt me. You were a drunk, stone cold bitch, but I loved you. Have a good day." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Like I'll always love you, but damn, yeah, that it was uh, it was incredibly well, and it was pretty successful. Like, I think that Wizards of the Coast came out and said that it was successful enough that they're going to continue making D and D stuff. Like, of course, they were working on the series right now with uh, Minjanello for uh, Dragonlance. I think it is with. Now, I would say with features, they need to keep them one-off stories like this. Let it be Dungeons & Dragons, subtitle, that's what this movie is about. Dungeons & Dragons, this one, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I agree. Like, that would be I, great if it was more like that. That way, that way the, the whole franchise isn't condensed to one set of actors, one certain plot line. Like, it can just be a, just, you know, you can go all fresh. over the place. Yes, and and see the thing too is like they could build their own like side universe because like I don't know when in the Forgotten Realms like this story was supposed to take place but like you know you could have the legitimately have the villain of the next film be the skeleton that's still roaming you know what I mean and like it's a direct thing that happens from the previous film that doesn't involve any of those people, any of those characters, like maybe some things are mentioned here and there, 
but like they could do it like people do real life campaigns. You start over, you got a whole new uh, set of characters that you're playing with, and like maybe the world's changed because of these other characters. And that would be an interesting way of like world building in a in an Avengers like Marvel kind of way without yeah. having those same characters constantly reprising their roles. Yeah, like Adam said, that would be very fresh. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, it was, uh, I went into it like hoping for the best. Like I was pulling for it right out of the gate because I'm like, come on, man. Like now's the time if they do it right, you know, and all this stuff. And I feel like that they hit the nail on the head with it. I like it, that, man. It, it felt fun. like a silly time. Yeah. Yeah. That fat ass I mean, dragon. Yeah, oh, dude. dude. That was that hilarious. Was hilarious. Like, yeah. Well, he comes sliding down that. I was like, oh. Yeah. The, uh, like the, the way dude had powers. To, the way what? the dude had to tune the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that, that was dope. Yeah. And funny. Portal gun. Yeah. That was, that was cool. That's not a, it's not a walking stick. <laughs> He's like, Psh. Yeah, he twists Probably it. stealing all the bits and bulbs. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, one of the cool weapon moments for me had to be when she, when, uh, Michelle Rodriguez pulls the axe out of the pit and it's all melted. And she's like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Cause it looks metal as shit. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to get like too controversial on the podcast or anything, you know, oh, man, go but, for I re- it. <laughs> but I remember there was an article back in the day, whenever, well, back in the day, a couple of months ago, Whenever this released in theaters, someone wrote an article that's like Dungeons and Dragons is another, um, it's a, it's another classic tale of putting stupid male leads in a movie Hmm. that have to be saved by females. Right. And what, and of course it got a bunch of buzz for various reasons, of course, you know what I mean? Somebody with an agenda. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I didn't, I, felt, I didn't get that vibe at all. No, no, not at all. Like the the female characters played it straight, like a little bit more straight than the um, than the male characters did. Well, I but, think that, had, and I think that just had everything to do with how those characters were written in the first place, as to what those characters were. Yeah, one dude was a amateur wizard. Uh, yeah, the other guy was a bard that yeah. kind of went off the deep end. The the mouthpiece, if you will, you know? It's good as strategy. And, and I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever played a game where you had a soft-spoken barbarian type character. Yeah, right, yeah. I thought they were going to hook up. I did too. Like I saw, got... so I thought they were going to have to use the tablet on him. I was like, oh, we're going to get there. Yeah. He's going to die. But then when I saw, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that come out of left field," and I was like, "Well, of course he's gonna save her." I mean, yeah, of course. this girl doesn't well, know the, her mom. Like that is her mom. Yeah. Well, the way that whole, the way that whole plot line played out, I think is honestly what sustains, what makes the movie really good. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a good left field. It wasn't tropey. Where like y'all said, they had to save Pine. Or like, what's wrong with my lives? Yeah. I was like, I think he kind of likes her. 
Yeah. Just a little bit, you know. Dude, whenever um, the kid, the wizard was telling them about liking the, the girl. Yeah. And when they get there and she's like, who are you? He went, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> he went, ouch. Right. I don't. I don't know who the kid that played the sorcerer is, but he was his comedic delivery and the dryness of his comedy yeah. was fucking great. You know, yeah, he kind of had that like nervous. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I can do it. Like, he's like, I was courting her, but I was uh, too depressing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> goddamn, you know. <laughs> And how about Forge, man? How ridiculous was he? I mean, over-the-top Brit, right? Yeah, he did a good job. He made me hate him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Push his ass out the window. Yeah. I thought he was going to, once he was going in there to get that treasure, he was going to slip into the hole and, like, fall out of the fucking air balloon. Like, I thought that's how they were going to kind of end his story, but, you know. I thought it was... I actually got a chuckle out of the sequence where you see that wide shot of the balloon flying across the city with the portal on its mouth, just spitting gold everywhere like it's vomiting. It's our big surprise, and it led everybody away. Yeah. Everyone followed it. It was like, it worked out. It was... It was great, man. Like, I, I, I hope that they continue like getting people that really enjoy like the source material stuff, but can kind of come in and just be like, Hey, let's have fun with yeah, it. And they could do like a, a grim dark, you know, D and D movie where it's like no, no chuckles. It's all straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they could absolutely do that 110% and like, well, not well, well, like for instance, like how hard would it have been to have swapped out the creature they were fighting in the games to an actual beholder. Yeah, right. I thought that they were going to run into one in the Underdark. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that, because, like, that's, beholders sometimes, like, you know, nest or whatever you want to call it in the Underdark because of the tunnels and shit. And I thought that they were going to run into one down there. And I didn't think that they were necessarily going to fight it, but, like, maybe it was going to chase them. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something crazy. Um, they went speaking of un- over. Yeah. Spe- speaking of um, uh, Underdark, how uh, the brains? How? Gr- how? Gr- yeah. They went that kind <laughs> oh, of hurt. Uh, and also, how great was the uh, grave digging sequence? Oh my, dude! The whole time that was happening, I'm like, I've I've experienced something similar to this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna dig up this body, okay? Wh- which which tombstone do you want to go to? Hmm. I want to go to this one. Okay, this is the name on it. Fuck it, let's I'm, dig it up anyway. I'm pretty <laughs> like, sure. A re- I'm pretty sure there was a recent session we played where that exact scenario played out similar. Like, well, similar at least. Yeah. Talk to the dead guy that didn't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. The I priest. thought about our campaign the whole time knew. through that scene. That shit was so funny. It, they dig the one guy up, and he's like, "I fell out of the bath." Like, I didn't even make it to the battlefield. Yeah. I fell out of the bath. It's like, uh. They left that one, dude. Yeah. Just that What's your favorite book? Yes. Yeah. Kind of hard to pick one, <laughs> isn't it? Like, Did you guys see him in the mid-credit? Yes. I did not. 
it cuts yeah, to him and a credit scene so it, it cuts to him and it's just him sitting in the hall and he just goes can someone ask me a question yeah, <laughs> yeah there was oh. no illusion to anything else or anything like that it was just just one last little comedic jab <clears throat> great it was it was great, and I'm definitely going to be rewatching it, putting it on the pile, you know. And I want more. Yeah, I demand it. Need Imagine more. if they put Danny McBride in one. Dude, I, I mean, mean if, if you think about it, the movie, self. the movie did deliver on its premise. There was a dungeon, and it had a dragon. Yeah. Well, like it had to. Yeah. Not just any but dragon Danny, too. It was like he's been eating but good. See, yeah, but I mean, though, if we're really thinking about Danny McBride, though, can he truly your top highness? your highness? Yeah. <laughs> well, he had a movie he wanted to make called Draven. I actually uh, revisited your highness here about I don't know, maybe about a month ago, and it was—I forgot how funny it was. I haven't watched it in years at this point. Just imagine yeah, him. A really random pull up. Where he's like, all right, oh, guys, you got to get your fucking shit together. Like, oh, they do like a R. Yes. Give it hard R too, dude. <laughs> Why not just call plan D plan B plan B sounds sour now. Yeah. But like, I just want to put him in everything I see. I'm like, put Danny yeah. right in there. Yeah. He'll give fucking DiCaprio a run for his money. Scorsese. <laughs> She said McBride. <laughs> oh man, it was good though. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for more. I'm hoping. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Best line of the whole movie is when that fucking paladin looks at Chris Pine and he's like, "I will not partake in the acquisitions of ill-gotten booty." I mean, he said some shit like that. And it was fucking hilarious, dude. I about spit my drink. I'm I'm giving it a full star. Oh yeah. Yep. It it was great. Loved it. Want more of it. Deliver. As, as someone like I'll admit when I'm wrong. I thought the movie was going to be shit. Wasn't. It was a lot better than I had thought. Um full star from me. Bits and bobs. He's nicking <laughs> up bits and bobs. Because you know that's just some shit that somebody's... Like a DM's like, oh, you're in there nicking their bits and bobs. And it's mm-hmm. like, what? What do you mean? What's what's their bits and bobs? I mean, you know, isn't it? <laughs> well, we got a little bit of movie news here. So Ray Stevenson has passed away. Punisher Wars the guy in, at the end of the Mandalorian? Was it the Mandalorian or was it the other show? Oh, it was the trailer uh, for Ahsoka. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's him in it. Yeah, the guy with the beard and the lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, died suddenly. Yeah. That. Says that um, he played Frank Castle in 2008's uh, Punisher Warzone. 
Uh, he started acting in 93. He was in things such as King Arthur, Outposts, um, Book of Eli, The Other Guys, Kill the Irishman, Thor, The Three Musketeers, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Thor, Dark World, Divergent, Big Game, The Transporter, Refueled, Insurgent, Cold Skin, Thor Ragnarok, Accident Man, Memory, and Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday. <clears throat> Says, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bummer day for him, man, Dexter. unexpectedly. Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, he was also, uh, I guess it said Triple R in there, right? Uh-uh. He was the bad guy. The guy with the, with the gun. Really? The king, the, you know, whoever was fucking on him. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. And what's crazy is I had no idea. No. This guy was in so many films. No. And they just showed you how good he was at, like, getting into his role. Yeah. Yeah, he played the... Um... He was one of the Warriors 3. Right in front of our faces the whole time. He was the big... He was the bearded one. He So he was the guy in Dexter, the uh, the Russian guy, right? Was he Russian? Mm-hmm. Yep. From the one season with the strip club and all that shit? Wow. I think it was either season two or season three. That's crazy, man. He's been in a lot of shit. Well, like, yeah. how's that going to go now with that show? Like, that show's going to come out, and he's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, wow. Uh, Yeah, because he did the voice for uh, Gar Saxon and Rebels. So I'm guessing... And then he did it, did the voice for the Clone Wars. So I'm guessing they're bringing that character over unless they like exit that character in that series. I don't know. He's from Ireland. Or he was born in Ireland um, on a British army base. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea this guy was in like so many things here. Porthos. Yeah, he played Porthos. Sad day, man. Unexpectedly, too, right? So, oh, like, what? Nowhere. Yeah. Happened a lot nowadays. Yeah, too much. What's crazy yeah. is his bulk of work or movies I've seen. So, the guy's been in my face for years, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I would like to think that's testament to just good acting. Yeah. He just melts into the role, you know? So next up here, Sean William Scott would love to reunite with Kutcher for Dude, Where's My Car sequel. So I'm not going to go like super deep into this. This is what he had to say about it, though. No, we've never talked about it. You know what? I always hear about it um, when I would do Conan, his show. He would always bring it up. He was like, guys, can, uh, can you make that seriously, dude, where's my car? I'm like, we have to for you, man. But I think the title alone is hilarious enough to make the movie. But I would love to work with Ashton again. Uh, if there was like a super funny, weird, fucked up script, for sure. But yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, that movie came out in what, 99? 2000? 2001, maybe? It is back there. 
So, I mean, they could like, you know, have them as dads. Yeah. <laughs> it was too funny. I mean, funny movie so, too. Like, I watched it recently. Yeah. It was one of those movies that was like, you can watch it with ads on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've never watched a movie with ads on YouTube. I'm going to ch- start this and see what it's like. And then an hour and a half of my life yeah. went by to sit there fucking Zoltan and out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Pro tip. <laughs> if you cue it to play on your Chromecast from your computer. Yeah. With your ad block. Bypass. No ad. All right. I mean. Now, here's the thing. I, I don't think that. He might, but I don't think Ashton Kutcher's worth like two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, I don't know if he's hurting to. Yeah. Whenever it's like Sean William Scott would love to read, I'm like, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm don't think re- I don't I don't think revisiting a stoner comedy is going to do him any favors. I mean, I don't think so, but also at the same time, like. He's, like there's came, there's there's clearly an audience for it. Yeah. But That'll he came cool. back Yeah, he came back on that 70 or that 90 show, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he played a he basically played the same character. But literally, I will say <laughs> this cuz the wife watched it. Um he literally walked on sc- screen and then walked right off screen. So, it wasn't Just very enough long. to put him in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I learned I mean, something about him and his wife recently. I know he's married to Mila Kunis. Yeah. Um, they're not going to leave their money to their children. They want them to work for something. Like, I mean, $250 million. They're like, nah, if we leave this to them, it'll fuck them up. They'll just be like trust fund kids. I mean, that's. That's a whole different topic. First. Yeah, fuck that, you know? <laughs> well, but at the same time, like, I mean, at you know, I, I don't know. That's but you're born into topic. that life, dude. It ain't like you could have a normal life. Well, that that's true, but, like, I guess that's even more they of, They also like, don't want them to be, like, dicks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who knows if that's true? Right, but, yeah. I don't know. Like, at the end of the... Like, and they may just be holding it aside for their grandkids or something you know what i mean maybe but here's my thing okay real quick if my parents have 250 million dollars right mm-hmm. that's generational wealth oh yeah well, like forever. not only yeah and not only is that generational wealth but like if i wanted to be a businessman mm-hmm. then let me start a business like yeah. loan me the money like help you me know what get I mean? something going so yeah. i'm, I'm like, sure they're willing to do that yeah yeah, but small loan of a I mean, million dollars turns yeah. into a billion. If, it's been done and if before. I'm over here, if I'm over here with two hundred fifty million dollars, like I'm making things to continue to make money. For sure, you know what I mean. Like so. Now, no, no. I think realistically speaking, I mean, of course, we don't. We only know what the fucking paparazzi media, whatever knows. Um. I don't think they're going to leave the kids with fucking diddly shit. Like, I'm sure they're going to leave them some money, but it's not going to be millions and millions of dollars. Probably not even a million dollars. Probably enough to be like, all right, you'll be okay. But 
the rest of, and, and then another question would be where's all that wealth going to go like are they going to do something humanitarian with it uh well he's he he's deep into the the uh the child trafficking thing right mm-hmm. like trying to stop so to like here's the thing if it's between his kids and trying to stop kids from getting abducted and sold into sex slavery then yeah give the 250 million to them trying to stop that from happening to the children's you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's where i'm at with it but I didn't Put mean your to turn into something else, but oh no! But honestly, I just that was like, interesting to hear him say that. Which you know, I'm, I mean, it's kind of cool y'all brought up the the the, the cause that he's behind. Because honestly, I'd say that's the main reason we've stayed on topic for as long as we have. Because we we all kind of mutually know what he like. I mean, you know, there's plenty of videos out there of him talking to people and all that shit. So his sincerity seems valid, but who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, he like I've never heard anything negative about the guy, and he's been in Hollywood at this point for 30, 40, 30 years now. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that seventy show started in like ninety seven, so somewhere around ninety nine, ninety seven. So, but anyway, uh, next up here, there are new horror films spoofing Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan that have been announced. Oh, so God. more. <laughs> More horror films spoofing Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan are on the way. Thanks to these classic stories becoming part of the public domain, the doors were wide open for filmmakers to do whatever they wanted with the beloved characters, with the controversial Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey leading the way. That film didn't exactly impress the critics, but it was a huge success financially, so it's no surprise to see other filmmakers putting their hands into that cash-filled honeypot. With that said, Variety has revealed the production of two new parody horror films, one taking aim at Winnie the Pooh with the other spoofing Peter Pan. The news comes out uh, of the Cannes film market, reporting that the films come from German distributor Dolphin Median Median, uh, and the UK production company Red Shadow Studios. The film's titles, Winnie the Pooh, Death House, and Peter Pan Goes to Hell, Make it clear from the start. Do you ever think you'd be reading that sentence? (laughs) No, no. Or much less saying it, I guess? No. Uh, Make it clear from the start that we're dealing with horror parodies, which should hopefully help prevent any accidental viewings from small children. Winnie the Pooh Pooh Death House has been described as The Strangers Meets the Purge, written by Adam Stephen Kelly and directed by S.J. Evans, Dead of the Night. The film focuses on an unexpected school reunion in a remote country mansion, an event orchestrated by members of a cult who were mercilessly tormented by the guests as children. Now, years later, they're out for gruesome revenge. The script is uh, supremely clever with scope for iconic visuals, and we have assembled a terrific young cast loaded with star potential, Evans said of the film, teasing it to be a genuine horror, even though it's a parody. I'm very excited to share the dark and disturbing horror with the world. As for Peter Pan Goes to Hell, that story has drawn comparisons from the filmmakers to Psycho and Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. Also penned by Kelly, this movie is directed by Phil Clayton, who did Lesbian Vampire Killers. It's a slasher movie, and though additional plot details haven't been revealed, Clayton teases what horror fans can expect. I grew up on a healthy diet of low-budget horror from the masters like Sam Raimi, Wes Craven, and Peter Jackson. 
in a recent stream in recent streamer times opportunities to create high concept horror on a small budget had vanished so i realized the opportunity to dive on board with red shadow studios and carving out an environment for filmmakers to come and craft some grassroots scares let the mayhem commence dude how, uh, about, how about this for a peter pan idea have it in the style of, of a manbot's dog like like a mockumentary style like a found footage type thing where you have like you have like a a, a like peter pan can fly he don't fucking age like just weird shit you know yeah and he just slowly loses his fucking mind yeah have like oh. his his girlfriend or whatever named tinkerbell name you know that's the nickname he gave her and she's the one holding the camera that way we're like all right and then eventually she's like she's fucking full-on fairy mode and the fucking camera's just yeah you know, i don't know I, it's just an idea that came across as you were reading that well i mean the lost boys like you know what what we okay i could spitball on that the whole time because it's like we're, yeah. we're like this we're, shit going public domain is gonna do nobody any good yeah <laughs> because like okay if never like what happens when COVID hits neverland you know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck. Like, or or uh, something on that scale. You know what I mean? And it's like you got Smee and you got Hook and you got the Lost Boys and you got all this other magic shit going on. Anyway, we've got we've got public domain horror spoofs and like Mickey Mouse is going to be in public domain soon. Like, not they keep re trademarking yeah. an updated version of Mickey Mouse so that Disney can keep their hands on Mickey Mouse for as long as possible. But like the OG Mickey Mouse, like black and white yeah. is going in public domain. And I mean, that could lead to some very fucked up and interesting things there as well. Here's what I'm afraid of though. Like we're, we're turning we're getting to that point now and it's going to continue to get worse where you're going to have more and more things go into public domain. And it's like, at what point does it diminish the, like, like the original, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, Winnie the Pooh, that's cool. If you mention Winnie the Pooh to a, to a younger person now, they're going to think the horror movie, they're not going to think of, the animated classic, you know, or the books or anything like that. They're going to think of the horror movie. So like at what point does it diminish, you know, but anyway, but it also opens the door where it's like, you could tell a heartwarming Winnie the Pooh story still. And like probably do very well with it. Like, so anyway, here's something that's crazy as shit. There is an unreleased Alien vs. Predator anime series that is complete, but it's sitting in the Disney vault. So when the Walt Disney Company became the proud owners of 20th Century Fox, they inherited many big IPs. Among those were the Alien and Predator franchises, and it caused a bit of a stir at the time for the House of Mouse to be taking over the iconic franchises. Since then, Prey has rejuvenated Predator series and a new Alien movie and series are in the works. However, it seems that there is another project that brings the two iconic space monsters back together that have been sitting completely in Disney's vaults for a while now in the form of an anime series. As revealed by Joshua Izo or Izu, 
the former 20th Century Fox licensing director. A 10-part anime series was fully completed before the Disney takeover of Fox and is now just sitting collecting dust. While there has never been any mention of the animated show from Disney, the success of Prey and upcoming Alien projects could be enough to spur them into releasing the new series sometime in the future. Speaking to the Perfect Organism podcast, Izo explained there is there is sitting at Disney now at 20th century or at 20th Studios 10 episodes of a fully completed Alien vs Predator anime series that I produced. It's done, it's in the can, it's mixed, it's finished. It was produced and story cracked by Eric uh, Calderon and Dave Baker, two unbelievably crazy talented guys. The series was originally planned to be just a regular animated show. Uh, I said, hey, listen, I want to pitch this idea of a direct-to-DVD alien or alien slash predator and or slash predator animated animation that we, the consumer products division, can sell against. Let us be the masters of... Let us be the masters of our own destiny rather than waiting for theatrical whenever a movie decides to come out. Um, While there was a lot of speculation and ridicule over Disney becoming the owners of the Alien and Predator franchises, the arrival of Prey settled the unjustified claims that the franchises would be dumbed down and kiddified as part of the Disney family. Now there are two new Alien projects waiting in the wings, and they both come with quite a bit of expectation. Um, on the movie front, Fede Alvarez, who directed the 2013 reboot of Evil Dead and Don't Breathe, is helming what will be the next installment of the film series. Although there are very few details known about the movie so far, Alvarez teased fans with a shot on the set of the new spaceship that uh, that will be playing host to the latest incarnation of the Xenomorphs. In addition to this, things have been moving forward quickly with the Alien TV show currently being worked on for FX which comes from Fargo's Noah Hawley and recently cast Sidney Chandler in the lead role. Again, there's not much known about the plot of the series, but the events of the series will take place on Earth before the original 1979 Alien movie. Where exactly an Alien vs. Predator anime would fit into these plans is something that we can only wait and find out. That's kind of crazy to me, that like they have a 10-episode... like and. I I read a little bit more into this interview with um, Izo or Izo. Apparently, like, around the time that they were making Alien vs. Predator Requiem, was that the name of the second Alien vs. Predator movie? Yeah. Um, He was like, hey, you know, like, can we start working on this anime series so that we can sell toys for it? You know, we can release it direct to DVD or this was like before streaming was like a a thing or a big thing. So like, can we go ahead and start doing this to make it marketable? That It's been in the works for that long. Like when, how long ago did Disney acquire Fox? Like three or four years ago, maybe. I bet it's really good. Well, here's what I think. This is just pure speculation on my side, but I think that like, if they release the alien versus predator series, it's going to do well. Like, regardless of how good it is, it's going to do well. Yeah, and they can put it and on the, Hulu. Yeah. Well, I also think, too, that they probably are keeping it in their back pocket for a time period where subscribing is low. Uh, and probably not to confuse anyone during this slow reboot of both respective franchises. 
Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. You know, because if if they release the Alien versus Predator anime right now, <clears> expectations <throat> to release more is going to be incredibly yeah. high. It took them. When did Alien vs. Predator Requiem? Hold on. I want a look long that. time ago. <laughs> they got Fox right, it, uh, March 20, 2019. So you were on three so, years. So 2007 is when Requiem came out. And then 2019. So it took over 10 years to get this scripted out, animated, voiceover, like the whole, you know, anime, especially for something that's like being built from the ground up takes quite a while to get the ball rolling on it. So like, I think that the expectations for move, like watchers are going to be like, well, we want more of that. And it's like, yeah, well, it's going to be kind of like a one and done type thing. And they're like, yeah, but we want more of that. And there's going to be so many people watch it that they're going to feel kind of pressured into doing that. Also on the flip side of it is like, we got prey. How is this alien movie going to go? How is this alien series going to go when it comes out? Is it going to be something that like we can rebuild the the respective worlds on top of and kind well, of pivot well, into one, a new direction? Well, one way that it could work, and I mean, it would have to be at the skill of the writer who uh, wrote the anime series, maybe somewhere in the timeline of the movies or whatever, they can just inject that in and it'll just line up with continuity. Like, okay, this just happened to happen while the events of these movies were happening and not that each franchise has to be interconnected, but it could just be, you know, released mm. as a, you know, a limited crossover event or something. I think it'll be yeah. a while because they just laid off all those people and they're about to dump like 50, uh, different shows from their service. Y'all heard about this, right? They're going to remove them like, well, uh, no. yeah, the lat that why the last man Turner and Hooch, that new series they did. About 50 different properties. Here's the thing. As long as that's up and as long as it, even if it doesn't get a lot of views, they still have to pay residuals. So they're just going to remove them. That's the problem. You know, you heard people talk about that early on. They're like, the problem with the streaming service is they can remove it. Yeah. You never own that. I mean, there's ways to get it. Yeah, of course. But you pay for that app to be, oh, I was promised this. Yeah, it's not there anymore, and it's crazy because it's like original content. It's not like it belongs to someone else. They're just they don't want to pay for it. It's not worth it. Makes you wonder. Well, I mean, places like Netflix have already done it. Yeah, but Willow, like that, just dropped. Well, Willow also tanked. Sure. I mean, because I feel like, you know, I mean, to go with the whole residual thing, if the content is getting, you know, a constant, you know, stream of watches, you know, they, they obviously aren't going to mind paying the residuals to keep that, that user retention. Mm-hmm. But Well, that's like the office. That'll yeah. always be on some streaming service. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. Isn't all right. I'm gonna look at this real quick. <clears throat> it says Disney is starting to pull content from streaming with dozens of series and specials slated to leave Disney Plus and Hulu on May the 26th. The titles which are being removed from Disney's streaming service globally include Willow, Big Shot, Turner and Hooch, The Mighty Ducks, Just Beyond, Diary of a Future President, 
the mysterious Benedict Society and the World According to Jeff Goldblum, and who was Why the Last Man, Dollface, The Hot Zone, Maggie, Pistol, and Little Demon. Wait, they're getting rid of the world according to Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Hmm. Bummer. Says, uh, the move, which comes with a content impairment charge of $1.5 billion to $1.8 billion, was announced during the recent Disney earnings call on May the 10th. We're in the process of reviewing the content on our DTC services to align with the strategic changes in our approach to content curation. At this time, or at the time, no details were provided on the content that would be removed. What would be interesting is if the original content that gets removed uh, gets, like, according to demand uh, to get, like, DVD releases or Blu-ray releases. Yeah. Because that Goldblum show actually wasn't that bad. It was a variety show. There were some episodes that were worse than others, but overall, it was it was a good little travel style show, you know. That's your yeah. thing. So this is some of the stuff. So the stuff that I already said. Then you got Marvel's Project Hero, the right stuff, the real right stuff, cheaper by the dozen remake, the one and only Ivan Star Girl, uh, Hollywood Star Girl, Flora and Ulysses. Well, it just sounds oh. also like they're just cleaning up house of stuff that just doesn't get watched. It doesn't get a lot of plays, and they don't want to yeah. have to keep paying. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through this, and it's nothing. It's really like, you know, oh, well, damn. What it does show you is that they made a bunch of dog shit <laughs> and put it on there, and now they're like, oh. like that. The Willow guy on Twitter was like, they didn't even give us six months, and they were like, hey, we're for get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Well, they've also got Nat Geo stuff on here too, like Life Below Zero, uh, National Geographic investigates LSD and psychedelics, 9-11, One Day in America, Buried Secrets of World War II, Bill Auden's Hard Drive. Whoa. I think this yeah, is going to start happening the, to more com- companies. The, uh, I will say that for Dis- as far as Disney Plus because is of, concerned. You know, oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, but the... Uh, I will say the National Geographic was probably the staying power for me with it, which I don't like. Recently, I only keep it up. When, I only keep it subscribed whenever it's like the Mandalorian or if I'm in the mood for watching some Star Wars or something. But I don't to say that I keep it every month. And now, yeah, let me tack yeah. this on while we're talking about streaming services real quick. So HBO Max is now Max. It's just Max. Oh. They've already swapped over now, but look, listen to this showtime is going to be HBO because it's available what? now. Yeah. What? what yeah. I fuck? saw the tweet what? earlier. It was like showtime will now be HBO because it's available. The name's available. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like when I think showtime, I'm like, Oh, Dexter, that Hold was on, a Showtime. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. So Showtime is rebranding itself. They're going to change their app. It'll be the HBO. It'll say HBO. <laughs> Not like, and it even has the logo, like the HBO with a little box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they must what own the f- it, right? Does Lazoff own that shit too? I mean, like, I mean why not just all put it on the same thing then? on showtime uh showtime is owned by cbs and paramount okay 
Yeah. So why? So they're doing it just to be assholes, right? To get the re- name recognition and to get more downloads. Yeah, it says here. Let's I, see. Showtime announced they're rebranding to HBO. Now that the name <laughs> has become available, because HBO <laughs> is a instantly recognizable brand. It's like show it Showtime. That's got to yeah. be like that's got to be the most hell mary fuck it professional decision I've ever heard. Well, to me, Showtime was always like discount HBO. Yeah. Not as good. Yeah. You know, they didn't have the Sopranos. Well, well Showtime was, well, Showtime to me was always just TV shows that you can cuss in. Maybe yeah. see some graphic moments. Dexter. Just rated yeah. our primetime 24-7. But I just thought that was funny. I was, one of, I was HBO. But I'm like, huh. Like, That's... even though they rebranded to just Max, it's like, you still don't own the name? Yeah, like, what the fuck? You've owned it my whole life. You're just going to give it up? <laughs> I was like, fuck them. Yeah, Probably sold HBO. it to them. Yeah, that, which, which, I mean, if we're talking about Showtime taking HBO and HBO taking Max, Cinemax? Yeah. <laughs> What's that yeah. going to be? I don't know. It's going to be Pornhub. Yeah, because yeah. there was always softcore on Skinamax. Yeah. yeah, so you always knew if you were like up late at oh, night. Oh, if it was late at night, there was gonna be some titty. Tonight on Cinemax. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's that's crazy. That's and it goes to show you that like physical media. I it's mean, king. it could. It could still come out on top, but it's uh, you know? but well, not to be the doom guy over here, but it's also showing you that it's a dying form. It's just well, sign of the times. Yeah, but I mean, with people, all, if people got to pick between streaming service and gas or food, yeah, if they're cutting, I mean, you know, people are subscribed to like a handful of services at a time, maybe five or six of them. And I'm over well, here like, why would you have them all? Like, pick one. Watch a bunch of shit on there. It's like, all right, I've watched everything pretty much. That's kind of how how the wife operates. She might have one or two at a time. Yeah. I don't really care enough. Like, whatever is. When I get on there, dude, I'm like. That's what I'm watching for the month. Unless I have it in my mind what I want to see, I get overwhelmed with the amount of shit and I can't find something to watch. It's just weird to have it. Like, if I go in, like, I'm going to watch this, I go straight to it, I play it. But if I start browsing, I just start adding shit to my list. I'm like, fuck. I You'll can sit on this. that menu like, forever. Forever, dude. Like, that shit wasn't made for me. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see a resurgence. You know what I mean? That $5, $5 movie bin at Walmart going to, you know <laughs> you know what I mean? I've well, been through that a couple of times. I will $5 say. Blu-rays that- now. Well, yeah. with, with that being said, though, it's probably a great time for companies that are creating, like, collector edition sets of stuff. Yeah. Because those are the only people really going out to buy. It's the only reason th- the only reason I would buy is if it's, like, a limited run that they have or it's, like, a really nice box set and all that stuff. Like, that's, that's what would bring me out my, my money. Man. 
But all right. We'll figure that out when we get there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Eddie Murphy is in talks to play Inspector Clouseau in Pink Panther Reboot. Love so that. a long gest- yeah, a long gestating reboot. Hart. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I agree with the Kevin Hart thing. Um, so long gestating reboot of Pink Panther is getting back on track at MGM with Eddie Murphy up for the lead role. Back in 2020, it was reported that Sonic the Hedgehog Helmer, Jeff Fowler, was rebooting the Pink Panther franchise in a way that would include the animated pink animal in a live-action world. Now a new update from THR has arrived, revealing that talks with Murphy are happening. Should the casting work out, the Beverly Hills Cop star would be playing Inspector Clouseau. No other cast members have been named for the project. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, the film was described as a CGI live-action hybrid, with the literal Pink Panther featured as the as a main character alongside a new incarnation incarnation a new incarnation of Inspector Clouseau, the French detective originally played by Peter Sellers. The animated Pink Panther would be featured as an imaginary version only seen by the inspector, as the film will focus on a smooth operating inspector who, thanks to a traumatic event, now has a Pink Panther for an imaginary friend. The latter, although who doesn't he doesn't speak, does help solve the case. Uh, the new THR report also shares some additional plot information, albeit not much. The report claims that the story will see the Pink Panther's live-action crew breaking him out of an animated prison to do a heist job. With that said, the movie is still in its early stages. Chris uh, Bremner is writing the screenplay still attached after he was reported to be involved back in 2020. Um... I'm interested, but yeah, like Murphy can handle that. But like, didn't the I haven't watched the Pink Pan the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies in for fucking ever. But I used to watch them a lot. Yeah, like the Pink Panther was in it, but the Pink Panther was a diamond, wasn't it? Like, wasn't that the thing? Like, the Pink Panther was the diamond that everybody was. And we think of him like from the animated. Because then they do right. an animated show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting that they're going to like, I don't know. I, I just have to see it. Well, they're going to combine way, the two. Either yeah. way, cue the saxophone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Do-do. Do-do. Um, but it's all right. But hear me out. Danny McBride. Oh, my God. <laughs> <you> say it. <laughs> yeah. I would so watch that. You don't ever fucking say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. It's like, what oh kind God. of Panther's fucking pink? Yeah, yeah. Somebody fucking uh, die you or something? It's like, whoa. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's. In- I'm interested to kind of see like what 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 it's all about. But dude, I wouldn't mind going back and watching those original Pink Panther flicks. I did, I even enjoyed the one with. Um, Oh, what's Mr. his name? Magoo. Steve Martin? No, oh, did, didn't Steve Martin do? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, 2006. Steve Martin played, he was in the Pink Panther. That's right. Yeah, get a clue. Yeah. And so, that one had the Pink Panther in it, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think he was kind of like the transitional. Yeah. I can't, it's been so long. It has. It's been I have Beyonce but, uh, in it. Yeah. What? 
But yeah, Pink Panther, though. I wouldn't mind going back and watching those original ones, though. Those were so fucking funny. But yeah. Uh, Gabriel Luna is a lot more open to returning as Ghost Rider in the MCU. I'm sure he is. (laughs) Uh, While (laughs) Gabriel Luna has certainly been keeping himself busy with other big roles in the years since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended, he's still keeping that door open for a potential return to the role of Ghost Rider. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Luna played the uh played the role of Robbie Reyes version of the fiery vigilante at one point there were plans for him to start in his own spin-off series but the project was ultimately scrapped before production could begin ever since many fans have been calling for Luna to return as Ghost Rider in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Luna himself recently revisited the idea of returning as Robbie Reyes in a new Marvel project he says how there's still not a day that goes by where someone doesn't ask him about Ghost Rider, referring to the ongoing popularity of his incarnation of the character. Luna makes it clear that he's keeping the door open to revisit that role if if he gets a call from Marvel Studios. Oh, I love that character. It was really special, Luna said in an interview with Forbes. It feels like the demand may be there if the creative is there and it makes sense. I think with Marvel right now, it's so intricately woven that it would be a few years out if they started to think about it to do the character. I'm always open. For years, Luna would typically respond to the question of a potential return as Robbie Reyes with an answer that casts some doubt on coming back. These days, however, Luna says he's more open than ever to reprising that role. My stock answer used to be, I loved what we did. I'm very happy with what we accomplished. And I can be happy leaving it on the shelf and admiring what we did and have the audience remember it fondly the way they do. Uh, To do the character again just gives me another opportunity to screw it up, the actor explains. So there's that mindset. But now I feel that I'm a lot more open should it come around. It makes sense. I'm more than happy to. I try to keep myself in shape. Arnold demands it. So I'm still certainly physically capable of doing it. And if it's a great story and they'd have me, of course. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I've heard rumors that, you know, they may bring Kate, Nick Cage back to reprise his role. Um, well, supposedly uh, the, 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 the main female from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to show up in uh, Secret Invasion. Well, I mean, he could pop up in that. Like, this could be some classic dot, 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 dot. You know, like Charlie mm-hmm. Cox misdirection on this on this side. Because, like, yeah. he could be in it. He could just be like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely or, not in the Spider-Man movie. Dot, 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 dot. Or they're <laughs> filling it out to see how people react. Mm-hmm. I really do you know hope the comments that, uh, be like, no or yes. I really do hope that the new Daredevil is uh, a good watch. Yeah. Well, if the writer's strike ever ends, we'll get an episode of it. (laughs) Right. Right. Never going to stop, you know? Um, I mean, here's the thing. Like I will, I've watched the, the episodes that had this version of ghost rider in and dude did a great job, but like, that's not, that's not my version of Ghost Rider that I want to see. And, I mean, I want to see the motorcycle, Blaze. Like, I want to see, like, that version for me personally. 
I think uh, a lot of people felt that way because he never got like a spinoff or anything, right? Well, they were talking about it, but they but it never, never it never. Yeah, mm, wonder why. Yeah, um, but it would be cool if like you know they could do a multiverse kind of thing with Ghost Rider. I don't know if it's in the scope. Well, cameo like, might show up, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I think that like this version of Ghost Rider is different than like the spirit of vengeance. I think it's a whole different entity. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I may be wrong about that, but still though, but we'll see. All right. Last up here. Marvel did not originally plan to hinge the MCU on Jonathan majors as Kang. So Marvel did not plan to center the next few phases of the franchise around Jonathan majors, Kang the conqueror until they saw his performance in the Disney plus series, Loki, a decision that they, may come to regret. According to author Joanna Robinson, who is currently working on the upcoming book, MCU, The Reign of Marvel Studios, it was after seeing Majors and Loki and the dailies for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that they decided to put him at the center of the MCU. I was told by someone who works for Marvel that uh, it was not the plan to make Kang the center of everything until they saw the dailies from Quantumania and after his performance in Loki, which was so strong, they were like, this is it. This is a, this is our way forward. Uh, we We've lost our varsity hero team, but let's set up around this guy, Kang, and this performance that so many people are reacting to. After losing several of their original stars and characters, including RDJ, uh, Tony Stark and CE's Steve Rogers. I'm I'm just gonna you know that's how I'm doing the thing now. Uh, Marvel <laughs> seemingly turned major turned to Major's villain as the saving grace, a decision that could prove difficult following the recent ongoing assault allegations. We know this is a huge problem for them, and they are facing and grappling with right now. And what's unprecedented in this for Marvel is, I would argue, they have never hung so much of a franchise on one actor as they tried to hang it on Jonathan Majors after his Loki performance and his Ant-Man Quantumania performance. Also, Jonathan Majors is now facing multiple accusations. So, he was arrested in March on assault, strangulation, and harassment charges. Since then, reports have stated that Majors is now a suspect in several cases of assault and abuse, with the actor being dropped by his management company and public relations firm, as well as several projects, including a commercial campaign for the United States Army. I would argue more than Downey as Iron Man, more than Brolin as Thanos, that hanging everything on this guy is then going to pop up in all of their properties leading up to something called the Kang Dynasty has put them in a very unusual position. They don't usually hang this much on one person in the way that they did here. And that has put them in a bind. We do not know what they are going to do. I've heard conflicting stories about uh, they are going to replace him. They're not even considering replacing him, etc., etc. But it's just one more thing. Uh, what Marvel plans to do regarding Jonathan Majors and his prominent role in the MCU remains unknown, with reports claiming that the studio is waiting to see the outcome of the court case in June. Other reports, meanwhile, have claimed that Marvel has already made up their minds and that Loki... Season two will clear up what they have decided to do. That seems like they're doing the smart thing. Just yeah, seeing man. every like everything come out like they can always recast him if the things come out, he's proven guilty of it, whatever, however that turns out. And they can distance themselves. 
but it's innocent until proven guilty, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the thing though, man, like maybe the rider strike is helping. And, Mm -hmm. and, And once again, you know, with like the next big superhero movie coming out, it's going to be the flash and it's got a whole thing yeah, and, I mean, and his yeah. allegations were proven I mean, you know he kidnapped like, people yeah there's no questioning yeah, his movie's that. coming out yeah, yeah so it would be it would be really shitty to yeah well to and, repeat that same mistake well and let's think about this here for a second though look, look, like and i don't want to like say one way or the other and i don't want to like i don't want to divvy too far off of like a, a one-way leaning whichever way it may be like mentality on this situation but it's like if if the court case happens and it comes out and he is guilty like to whatever charges that were brought upon him this that and the other um and then like he does the things that he should do to try to rectify the situation yeah. right you know time served is time served right like look at Tim Lambesis. So like time served is time served. If if he goes through the process and does the things that, that he needs to do as a human to like rectify this situation, then what do you think the public reception of him continuing to play King after that would be? Like, you know what I mean? Cause like you, we've got Ezra Miller that, was out there doing whatever dude was doing or chick they was doing um, that was proven and they're still releasing the flash movie. That's still happening for sure. may not be coming back as flash, but still releasing the flash movie. And I know that this is a different situation because this is going to be like a major Marvel villain moving forward for the next 10 years, possibly. But I don't know. It's that situation. Like, what would public reception for something like this be like? Well, you know, and, they, when they had that last court date, the the lawyer said we gave them video proof showing that nothing happened. Yeah. You know, when you're a star like this. Yeah. And you see, he's been seen like there was a video two days ago of him walking around with somebody named Megan Good. I don't know who that is, but they were holding hands and going somewhere. It's like, I'm just saying. If he was like, I'm leaving you, well, you better yeah. not because I'll do this. Like, we're going to need some yeah. proof that it happened, a witness. Yeah. Something a little more than just word of mouth. I mean. Yeah. Even the lawyer, though, he's like, it's a witch hunt. Like, we gave him proof. Right. Like, And remember the day after the woman went back on what she said, it was like, yeah, it was a whole situation. Oh, what happened? Because, yeah, this is the very reason that I won't allow. I will not be alone. Uh, like, the, uh, like when with, I go on service anybody? calls, if it's, if I'm if it's just a woman that's there, nah, yeah. not doing it. I, I mean, I get it though. They could say whatever. Yeah, and who's going to believe me? Yeah, exactly. That's an issue. Yeah. Or if I do, I have done this. I've recorded the uh, conversation, like pulled my phone out, you know, voice record, yeah. hit it. Every word that says timestamp there, there's metadata, like. 
Yeah. Try to say I said something. Here we go. Yeah. That sucks though. You got to wear a body cam. Yeah. To mic yourself up just to have an interaction with someone, do your job. I mean, you know, like should be like that sometimes though. Yeah. Cause someone saying that will ruin you. I know. And that's what makes me think like, hopefully, I mean, it could have yeah. happened, but surely that guy's smart enough to know. Yeah. Right. If I do this, it's over. Yeah. Everything I've worked for. Yeah. And I'm he and he's at the top. Oh yeah. He's not halfway top. up. He's at the top. Yeah. He's at the tippity top for sure, you know. And it, it's just a crazy situation, man. And like whatever like I hope this works out the right way. But like I said, the rider strike might not be a bad thing right now for Marvel in particular, right? Because of course, people are striking, but what do you think Feige's doing during all this? Oh, they're working. They're getting spitballing, yeah. getting shit together. Yeah, so they've like I'm, now they've I, got more time to work on uh, Daredevil. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. And that's the thing. Like, he's probably got contingency plans now for every single person that's involved in an MCU project. You know, if this person goes off the deep end, like Ezra Miller did, then we ha we can pivot into this, or you know what I mean. Um, and that's what you have to do now. Like anybody could go off the rocker at any minute, or anything could come up like this, and that's just the way the way that it is. So, but yeah, like I said, it's it's. I'm interested to see what the outcome of the court case well, is because there's like proof. I said, because this is in Manhattan, yeah. dude. Yeah, and if there's anything we learned recently about Manhattan, um, you don't have to be guilty of the crime to pay the price. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. But you said I didn't do it. Yeah. And you want me to pay? But that means I'm guilty. Yeah. They said he could be in jail for 12 months. That's wild. For a, yeah, a class A misdemeanor. That's insane. See, I need, I want to see proof though. Yeah. If you're going to come with this kind of thing can ruin someone's life. Yeah. Ruin it. I'm going to need proof. Can't just take your word Absolutely. for it. Yeah. I'm going to need written statements from multiple witnesses, yeah. you know? Video, yeah. Video I've seen proof. true crime. Yeah. I know how this works. But yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Because dude, he's so good at it. What what bummed me out? I got so pissed when I heard that possibly gonna cancel the Otis Reddick movie that he was gonna star in. I'm like, dude. Oh no, right. Well, because that's Otis Redding deserves a fucking biopic. Yeah, for sure. And I think he would have. He'll be perfect. Yeah. Great actor. Yeah. yeah. Great actor. And I saw that article the other day where they were like, whenever we saw Jonathan Majors and Loki, we were like, whoa. Uh, yeah. It made Disney rethink their whole plan. Yeah. They were like, well, wait a minute, dude. This dude's fucking something. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the other stuff he was in? Yeah, right. You would have known it then. Yeah. 
I'm I will I want to see how this plays out. For sure. But yeah. That's all I had for movie news though. There may be a, a couple of tidbits floating around out there, but nothing nothing substantial, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing substantial. So I have been seeing, I don't think it's necessarily segment-worthy, but I've been seeing odd tweets about people getting early screenings of The Flash, and they're just absolutely hating it. It's really strange, like, like nothing spoilery, but like just people just going hardcore about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. That usually which, happens. Which, considering the center of the controversy with Ezra Miller, I could see campaigns being waged to, you know, dissuade interest. Well, and, and you always, these people that get early screenings are like, they write articles and shit. They're not like always superhero fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not big on comic books. Like, probably the, some of those people, they're like, now, Scorsese, that's art. These comic book movies are trash. You know those people. Yeah. Well, also, too, it's like, with the amount of, like, negativity that's kind of been thrown around about the film because of the things that have happened in real life, maybe they're leaning into that a little bit, and they're like, hey, you know, we want you guys to come out and see early, you know, early screenings of the movie. And we want you to trash it online just to drum up that much more. It's like, oh, it's that bad. I got to see this, you know. I mean, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Which is, it's going to put that movie in a weird spot. I if, say that. Not even because of the editing. But if because one of two things can happen, either the movie is literally carried by Michael Keaton's Batman as a, and, and it somehow it was originally intended that way, or in the overall two and a half hour screen time, Batman's really not in it a whole lot. Yeah. I think I saw where someone said he was in it quite a bit, though. Maybe, I don't. Well, I know. feel like I feel like he's the Try start to of the stay second. away from. I feel like he'll be the start of the of... second act of the movie. You know, I'd like to throw this at you guys before we watch the trailers. Do you guys remember Mr. Bean? Yes. Yep. You probably watched how many fifty different episodes? Yeah, hundred. There's probably five hundred yeah. different episodes of Mr. Bean, right? I mean, it's only 15. Yeah. 15. Dude, it felt like it was every time I saw it, it was something different. Yeah. Of course, you'd see a lot of the same ones, but I was like, only 15 episodes? Yeah. Now, they did an animated series. And the movie. Which lasted way longer. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember those clips back in the day. You know, he'd come out, make a face, the crowd, they'd laugh. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's the Black Adder. He's literally one of the last great 
like physical comedy. Oh yeah. B. Hmm. We got a movie here with the dude from Tenet. Yeah, I'm interested to He's finally to popping this. back up again. Not to be confused yeah. with Tyler, the creator. He had to take a little bit of time off, you know. That that, that no one will do it to you. Yeah, he woke up one morning had a Nolan on the back of his neck. He's like, I can't the get rid of the it. backwards bed. The backwards bed. All right, you guys ready? Oh yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh. Damn, already. How about AI wrote it? The fuck's an eviction notice? I'm in. Yeah. Whenever Arnold was like, I'm not playing Terminator anymore, I think he saw this trailer. Yeah, right. It's over. They got that out quick, didn't they? Yeah. This movie's scope looks crazy. <laughs> seems very, it seems original, though, you know? They're the first two they got to at first. They're like, let's get that fucking AI movie rolling. Yeah. Let's do AI it. Like, Dude. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, uh, Pilkington. Idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, like one of the best things about Conan was when he would do his remote segments. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a show full of that. Oh my God. Seriously. Yes. Okay. Dude, when he went okay. to Korea and the girl with the stick, have y'all ever seen that bit? 
That shit's no. funny. She's like, why do you like it? When she would hit him, he was like, oh, you know. Why yeah. you like? Love Conan. One of my favorite was whenever he went to uh, Cuba. Oh, yeah. That shit was fucking amazing. Yes, they should have called it Conan Abroad. Yeah, that, that would have been Conan amazing. Conan must go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But look, they've already got the new logo, Max. This is HBO. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Trap? Yep. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> hmm. So it's his podcast. That was his podcast while we were talking. Look at him. this is genius (laughs) wow I can't wait look he's fucking tripping This is going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. (laughs) This is that song of him singing. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, where are you, fucking Pilkington? Get back out there, dude, you bitch. You should have done fucking 20 seasons. Oh. He should have covered the entire planet. Like, dude, imagine him in Alabama, dude. Mississippi, Texas. Like, an idiot abroad in the U.S. I mean. Oh, fuck. Every state. He could have done the... Uh... Like that, that, you know, the, the, I don't know what they call it, but where it, people travel the entire U.S. in that circle. Yeah. Could you imagine him doing that? He's in there going, starting in Florida, working his way around. He gets to some rural part of Alabama where he's like, a man can't ever, they can't, they can't build places to have a pipe because there's always a church. They fucking, 
they send the driver in to get directions and he can't understand the guy, but Carl goes in and understands it. He's like, I understand every word he said. He's like, go down, turn down the road. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. oh. Pickled pig's feet, you know. All right. Next. Brooklyn, no, theater camp? Yeah. I didn't watch this trailer, so if it's bad, it's bad. Sorry. It's new. Where am I? Three, two, one, play on theater camp? It's got Jimmy in it. What? They're theater kids. She's still holding the note. like modern day meatballs dude yeah because you don't have camps like that anymore <laughs> you don't want to tell kids that no dude the go-go box in hell's kitchen cue the cocaine Straight up gorilla shit. It's shot like a documentary. Yeah. That don't look bad. No. Looks like it's going to make me feel something. And you know, I hate movies that make me feel. (laughs) I never want to feel ever again. Oh, God. We got a Shutter original. Brooklyn four five. Is this the prequel to Brooklyn nine nine? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> when I saw Brooklyn four five, I was like, Brooklyn nine nine? Yeah. What? No Andy Samberg. Damn it. What about Cruz? No dick in a box. Damn it. Step one. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom said hi. All right. Three, G- two, one, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Nice. What's the gabagool? What makes this major so major? It's got pearl vibes. Since she checked out. So she killed herself. Oh, sh Mm. All right, he, this dude's a seance, Nancy. Yeah, a Sansi? <laughs> Martin Scorsese. So they're going to hold the circle the whole movie? Oh, they broke it. They're going to be in that room the entire time. I'm in. I might have to stick this in to check it out. Yeah. Oh, AMC. Shudder. I can't believe it's not Shudder. We'll see. I mean, we'll put it on the pile, you know. Huh? Full circle it's from director Steven Soderbergh. All right. I like this chick. She's on Atlanta. I think she was also the chicken, the Joker. Okay. 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 All right. Oh, it's on Max. <laughs> All right. <three. laughs> Two, one, play. Dennis Quaid, huh? They're bringing Timothy back. All of That Kanye bio looks crazy. <laughs> I peep it at some point. I'll put it on glass. You know what I am? Full circle, though. All Indiana right. Jones. 
Three, two, one, play. They're going to show the dial. Ah! What is this, a Martin Scorsese film? <laughs> Love the joke. I mean, it looks good. It looks like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. I wonder if the Dial of Destiny is like a play, is if it's going to be something like a play on that. You know that, that thing that they found? They don't know what the hell it is, but it's like, it's a, it's almost fossilized at this point, but it looks like it's a big gear. That clock? Su- that, that fucking supercomputer? Something like that. Yeah. They've actually wonder, figured more out about it. They, the Greeks used it as it, it could tell you. <clears throat> where the moon was going to be. It could tell you all kinds of shit. Like it was the first super machine. Yeah. I wonder if that's what that the movie is going to be centered around. If that's what the dial is, you know, I mean, they possibly to us about our history. Mm-hmm. Say, it ain't, say it ain't so. This is uh, part one. Are they going to do two parts of this movie? Come on. I, I mean, think the- I think this is it. Like, this is like Fast X, but like less family. You know, because they're going to do three parts of this is and end it. I think that they're going to do two parts of uh, MI and end it. That makes that makes me just want to wait for them both to come out so I can watch it. Because it's like, I mean, you just I haven't watched the movie. It's true. I haven't watched a Mission Impossible movie since I'd like say the since the first one, one with him in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going back think, and checking them I out. I think the last one I watched was the third. Well, let's see. Uh, Tom Cruise hang outside of an airplane, right? Got to do that, right? Three, yes. two, one, play. He really did that. That was a real stunt. He did it. Oh, he's got that parachute on in case he misses. <laughs> They were like, you know, we could green screen this. He's like, fuck, I look like a pussy. He gets up in some of dude's face. Are you calling me a pussy? <laughs> no, sir. Bring me my box. Ethan, this mission is impossible. Is it Ethan Hunt? Yeah. The darkness is your ally. The world? 
I don't know who that dude is playing the villain, but he's Bond level. Yeah. I mean, for real, he's going to do it. it, dude. He's really going to do it. I guarantee you he did that. Like, he's made his own James Bond series. Yeah. Look, even the car chase. Got a train. Do they film this during COVID? Yeah. And it's just now. This was the one where he uh, got that cruise ship. He did. Yeah. I say just release the movie in full, even if it's fucking four hours. Fuck it. Yeah. I think you're fucking yourself by splitting it up. But what do I know? <laughs> just I'm just a fan. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about this trailer. That other one was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, we got to peep this. For sure. They're releasing movies so fast, we're going to have to add another day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to podcast twice a week, dude. Tuesdays and Fridays or <laughs> Wednesdays or yeah, we just we'll have to double down. Yeah, start at like five <laughs> and just put it into two. Damn! All right, let's do it. All right, three, two, one, play. Is that Juneteenth? I think June sixteenth is Juneteenth. Sixteenth or the nineteenth, right? Oh, it's on the nineteenth. Oh, God.
we can't all die first. That's the tagline. <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. Oh, God. They're leaning into it. It's fucking great. It reminds me of, like, the Waynes brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why am I, why hot he mad? We'll see. You want to argue? <laughs> I argue with you. You mad. All right. Three, two, one, play. Did that say Swiss ploitation? I think it did. I love the way this movie looks. Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. Bad Heidi. Dude, put that and check it out. She's bad Heidi. She is I love the grindhouse feel. Oh, Heidi bad. You pretty. What? They were fucking bench pressing cheese wheels. Look what we got a teaser for. Yeah, I've been waiting for this shit for a, for a minute, you know. Of course, can't leave a comment, but this premiered at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Nine-minute standing ovation. I mean. They said it. They were like, it's Scorsese's masterpiece. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm like, have you seen Word. his other movies? Cause yeah. That's a, <laughs> have you seen Taxi driver? Well, this is the one that comes in at three and a half hours. Is it? Yes. Three hours and 26 minutes. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's peep it. I can't wait. Haven't watched it. Three, two, one, play. It's just a teaser. By the way, this is the first time De Niro and DiCaprio has been in the same movie together. 
Hmm. Or Scorsese movie. Oh, well, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I didn't know he was in it. Dude from Breaking Bad that killed the kid. All of them. Looks intense. Yeah. Yeah. That looks, yeah, that looks intense. Yeah. Can you find the wolves in this picture? You're damn right I can. Look at that fucking thumbnail. (laughs) He's got a blowtorch, dude. Like, what? Mm -hmm. I mean, how long do you think we'll get into the trailer before we see the brown cop uniform and a mustache i don't even give it five seconds before this trailer pops the fuck off yeah right it's gonna open with some badass shit right are y'all ready oh yeah three two one play came for the trailer stayed for the song look at this guy shoot him up I mean, we finally ran out of bullets. Completely different movie. He's like, I'm going to need you to stage a dance-off to get me out of this. Oh, 
Every character in these trailers just walk like a badass. There's always that shot. He's about to fuck these dudes up. Dude shook. <laughs> That's not going to stop him. No, dude. Where'd that water come from? <laughs> I went there a minute ago. <laughs> dude, the beat alone is keeping him from, like, keeping him impervious to damage. He's got AirPods in. <laughs> Exquisite. No mm. fucking way. <laughs> oh my god. Elephant beats car, right? Every time. Down, Bubba. Ooh. <laughs> it says YouTube. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> That's a trailer. I mean that we just watched a whole scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this was released like three hours ago. It is the final trailer for The Flash. The final. All right. Beautiful main footage. Three, two, one, play. Hmm. <laughs> Well, he's back. (laughs) 
But then there would be no Batman. Really cool choice. I know, right? Couldn't have picked a better song, dude. Yeah. Gonna have to go to the theater. Yeah. Saw another clip on, uh, I think it was on TikTok, but it was an ad. She wants to go see his apartment. He's like, oh, uh, hang on a second. He goes up there and cleans it real fast. <laughs> and lets her in. That, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the theaters and see that. Have y'all seen this trailer? Tour de Pharmacy? Mm-mm. This is from five years ago. This popped up randomly on my YouTube. I saw and it in I, my feed, but I didn't because yeah. it was Joe Blow. Dude, just wait until you see. This shit looks so goddamn funny. We might end up watching it. Soon. Is he doing like Arnold? Kind of. Like, you'll see. It's it's fucking great, dude. Like, the, I was laughing my ass off at this trailer. All right. Oh, HBO. Yeah, not Max. <laughs> Damn, they got to go back and change everything. Yeah, like, right. Fuck, 30-something years of shit. Like, <laughs> remove the logo. All right, three, two, one, play. Is that Danny Glover? That makes sense. 
This was directed by the same guy that did John Bronco. I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch it just for the star power. Dozens. <laughs> oh, that's back when it was HBO now. Yeah. I mean, I, when I saw that pop up, I don't remember watching the trailer for it. And I was no, like, never. That shit looks great. I'm going to put it in and check it out so I can remember it. Whip. Mario, right? Mario. I mean, I'm ready for it. Me too. <laughs> you know what they say? What? Hit it. <laughs> the chicks in the mouth. <laughs> 